The Science of Life on SAFM. 19 after 8, good morning. Well, as you know, big public conversations, parliamentary conversations, around the new tobacco bill, which Parliament has been debating and discussing for quite some time. Now, there's new research uh, that suggests that, in fact, uh, that there's a need to curb the advertising for e-cigarettes and hookers, you know, the the sort of um, device where people sit around together and smoke uh, through tobacco-infused water. Dr. Catherine Egbers, the senior specialist, scientist in the Mental Health, Alcohol, Substance Use and Tobacco Research Unit of the South African Medical Research Council. Dr. Ebger, good morning and thanks very much indeed for your time this morning. Um, Are we still seeing advertising for sort of e-cigarettes and hookers? I thought that all tobacco advertising was pretty much illegal. Are there ways that people are still finding to advertise these products? Um, Thank you, Stephen, for having me. I think it's important to understand that the current uh, Tobacco Control Act does not regulate e-cigarettes. So it doesn't regulate the advertisement of e-cigarettes, but it does regulate the advertisement of tobacco products. And hookah is a tobacco product. It ought to be uh, it ought to be regulated by the current tobacco control law. Okay. And we are we are still seeing we are still seeing advertisement. Unfortunately, do we not impact those adverts have? Do they actually really, you know, encourage people to smoke? Is that what happens? Yes. So part of what we tried to look at in this study was to see how um, uh, how the uh, exposure to advertisement, marketing, and promotion uh, impacts on. Uh, use. So we're looking at the association between any exposure to advertisement, marketing and promotion of hookah or e-cigarette and how uh, that impacts on uh, um, current use. And what we found was that any exposure, about 69% of those, almost 70% actually, because 69.7% of um, the young adults who reported any exposure to advertising and marketing uh, um, about 84% of them were using these products. So 69, 69.7% were exposed to any tobacco advertising, any not just tobacco, but hookah, advertising, marketing, and promotion. But among that 697 84.3% of them were currently using hookah. Hmm. And when we looked at, you know, we did further analysis to look at, uh, you know, you know, further inferential uh, um, statistics to look at uh, how these uh, products may be, you know, impacting on the use. We found that uh, people who were exposed to any tobacco advertising were three times more likely to be current users, and people who were exposed to uh, uh, tobacco advertising and marketing in and around university campuses were almost three times more likely to be current users. So because we looked at both exposure within and around university campuses and general exposure like you know like you see in the malls and you know on tv and so on i mean i remember when you still had tobacco advertising in this country in the 1980s and early 90s um then it was banned uh, for cigarettes and that i'm presuming i mean i'm asking i suppose it was there a decline in smoking among young people after that in other words if we then have a total ban on the advertising of these products if we would expect also a decline in their use Definitely. So uh, in the 90s, the the prevalence of smoking in the country was almost 40 percent, was 38 point something percent. But uh, as that law was passed and, you know, as time went on, it decreased to, you know, uh, b- below 20 percent. 
But now we are seeing it increasing again. And I think it's mostly because of these new products that have been brought into the market. And, you know, some of these manufacturers and, 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 and marketers of these products, they sidestep the law to advertise their products. So you may not see the advertisement on TV, on radio, but they do these advertisements indirectly. Uh, you, using you know uh, you know the bars where you have these products being sold you also have uh, posters we have programs we have the you know distribution of free gifts and 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 coupons and so on um they th- there's other issues that come out around this because um it would seem to me that while i understand the focus that you, that you bring around e-cigarettes and and hookers um there's also most people in this country probably are buying their cigarettes um, maybe uh, cigarettes in terms of ones and twos, singles, which are supposed to be illegal. Um, but we know that the illicit uh, uh, industry is huge. Is there any sign that any change to the law that's going to come in is actually going to tackle that industry? And I realize this is one of the big arguments that the formal industry brings, is that nothing that will, that, that will come through this law will actually stop the illicit industry. So the, the truth is the Department of Health is not in charge of regulating issues concerning illicit cigarettes. That has to do with uh, SARS and uh, the Department of Finance and the criminal justice system. It doesn't have to do with the, 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 the National Department of Health. So the Department of Health has the jurisdiction to, to put laws to protect the, the people through you know regulating these products, but not necessarily the marketing in terms of um, uh, the use of... Um, sorry, the availability of illicit products. And sometimes I try to always bring into the discussion the meaning of illicit cigarette because sometimes it looks like as if it's something that is just, you know, existing in, 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 in space. Sometimes some of these manufacturers, these mainstream manufacturers have been caught in the act of also promoting illicit trade. So sometimes when they complain, you, you, you should understand that they are complaining about something that they have been found to be involved in. So illicit cigarettes are cigarettes that have not uh, been, uh, that tax has not been paid uh, on, that the excise duty. So any cigarette that is being sold lower or at the same price of the excise duty that is supposed to be paid to SARS is termed illicit. And so some of these manufacturers, they produce these cigarettes, but they don't declare that they've produced these cigarettes. Sometimes they take it to neighboring countries and then they bring them back. And as as if they 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 are importing them, and so these issues are supposed to be dealt with by SARS, the the revenue the 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 agency in charge of regulating the payment of tax, and also uh, and the criminal justice system when somebody is violating the law. It's not the Department of Health's work to do that. So I don't see this uh, current tobacco control law. Uh, um, having anything to do. In fact, in the law, there's nothing mentioned about illicit cigarettes, and that is supposed to be what you should see in a, in a, in a health law. It's not, it's not by a law created by SARS. Dr. Catherine Egbert, thanks very much indeed. Senior Specialist Scientist in the Mental Health, Alcohol, Substance Use and Tobacco Research Unit at the South African Medical Research Council.